Welcome to the show after the show. My name is Amadeus. With me is Eden Kendall. We are your hometown morning show on 99.9 Gator Country in Jacksonville, Florida. And after this particular episode of the podcast, we are going to roll out a couple of segments that you've heard this week if you're in town or have listened online or maybe you just never hear us on the radio. So we'll we'll put those at the end so you can listen to us. If you're not into that, maybe you just would rather hear us ramble on. You can always <laughs> pull up some older episodes of the podcast. We've got them all for you. So Amadeus, if you've been following along, just came back from his dream trip, his Favorite band of all time, Duran Duran, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the minute the news broke that it was official, he went online, got himself some tickets, flew to flew to L.A. for the show. Mm-hmm. And you had a recap. You texted me on your way back and you said, I've put something up on Facebook. It's a recap, but please don't read it. I would rather you read it. On the podcast, we can talk as you go, and you can reply and see as you go. So- and yesterday, I was telling some some people here in the building about that they were asking about it, and I was getting so excited with some of the things that happened that I remembered, like, this is what I want that energy to have with you, because after I've told the story several times, yeah. I, I kind of lose it, but it's going to be fun to, like, relive it again through your eyes. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay, so this is what I wrote on my Facebook page the night after. Okay. Last night, November 5th, Duran Duran was... First, to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022 by fellow Duran Duran super fan, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so you didn't know that was going to happen. No, and you I didn't w- know they were going to be first either, I right? didn't know they were going to be first either. And I was like pondering, who could, who's going to be the the one that gets to it? And he comes out, and it's so cool. He's such a huge fan, so I was stoked by that. His speech was followed by a video presentation of Duran's career and then their performance. They performed Girls on Film, Hungry Like the Wolf, Ordinary World. After the performance came the band's acceptance speech. Simon at the podium read an open letter from original band member Andy Taylor, who revealed he wasn't able to be at the ceremony because he has stage four metastatic prostate cancer. Oh, no. Yeah, and by by this time you knew that news as well. None of us knew when the letter was read. And you could hear an audible gasp in the the crowd going, what? Uh, it was the first time we'd heard the news. This news hit every Duran fan in the house like a ton of bricks. As an audible gasp filled the room, John, Roger, and Nick each had a turn at the mic, and it was done. Duran Duran are now members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So Andy Taylor, did he still tour with Duran no, Duran? He wasn't still kind of part. He's been out of the band for a, a long, long time. They got together back in 06 for an original member's album and tour, and then he kind of left the band again. So when you saw them perform, you didn't know at the time that you weren't questioning why is Andy Taylor not out. No, You not just at kind all. of thought, oh, it would have been nice for them to have brought him out too, maybe. Although or- he was supposed to be there. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to perform, so I didn't know. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like show as usual mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned. Well, that's amazing. So glad you got that experience. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit I cried a little bit. It was very emotional. I've been a huge fan of these bands since, you know, the very beginning, like back in 1980. Tell me why you cried. Like, what what were you thinking? What was going on? I'll tell you why, and I think you're going to relate. I actually thought about this a lot because I thought about your husband, Mr. K, and like he would go, oh my gosh, that's so silly. But then I thought about your husband, Mr. K. How long has he been a Jaguars fan now? Oh, yeah, forever. If the Jaguars ever win the Super Bowl... Yeah. That's how I felt. If they even get invited, like just being right. If they yeah. if they made it to the Super Bowl, he would cry. That's uh, the he only would way, absolutely cry. It's the only way I can equate it to a non music lover is it's just this moment where your favorite 
team has yeah. made it to the top. And you've been there since day one. And you've one. been there since day one, and it's a great thing. It's a great feeling. I wonder, and I'm really glad it was first because now I can just enjoy the rest of the ceremony, yeah, which was really six be, hours long, by the way. You can be present in it. Right. Instead of constantly wondering, like, okay. Yeah. So next up, Janet Jackson inducted super producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And talking about their 40-year career and 50-year friendship, Jam mentioned their original agreement to always be 50-50 in business. On the subject of arguments saying, I don't want to win anything Terry loses. I thought that was a profound moment. That Isn't is that a great statement. He, he was talking about, you know, they've had disagreements over their 40-year career, but they've never had an argument because he said, I don't want to win anything if my best friend loses. So they don't, they don't have that kind of it's not a argument. Win. Yeah, Is it it's, a win it's, at it's all no win somebody... for anybody. And I just thought, I walked away from that thinking, that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. And Janet Jackson, by the way, looked amazing. She looked absolutely beautiful. Cheryl Crow is next, inducting Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. He's, they're married. Right. They sounded better than ever. So they've, he's always been with her on stage. And this is something I didn't know when they first, when they, she was very young, the, the record company was looking for like, she said she wanted her, she wanted basically like a Keith Richards. She wanted a guy to be her. She didn't want to just be the front woman of a band. Right. And so the record label hooked these two up and they instantly fell in love and they've been together ever since. They wrote, they wrote all those hits together. So that was a real, and by the way, 40 years later, she sounds amazing. Amazing. It was a great show. Jimmy Iovine was inducted next by the one and only Bruce Springsteen. Now, I know a lot about him just from that documentary that I watched. Um, gosh, I can't even remember. It was, I think it was on Apple, the one with yeah, probably Dr. So. Dre yes, and, yes. and yeah, Jimmy Iovine. Uh, folk, major producer, record Major producer. producer. Folk and blues singer, songwriter Elizabeth Cotton was next in a video presentation. Then the heat got turned up. Alice Cooper took the stage to induct fellow metal gods Judas Priest. In their performance, 71-year-old Rob Halford sounded like he was still a kid. After their performance, each band member took turns at the mic with their thank yous. Rob was last, stepping up to the podium saying, I'm the gay guy in the group, and the place <laughs> went wild. I saw that video. Yeah. They did. They get, they st- first, it, like, started, the applause started, then they got stronger and stronger, and then I, did, people were standing up. Yeah, they, they were, were standing up crazy. for it. It was cool because I, I saw Judas Priest about five years ago at one of the Rockville shows. That was one of my bucket list bands. I'd never seen them. And Rob hits those notes, and it's amazing. He's like, you know, you got another thing coming. And the whole, I mean, there were people around me, like in their 60s and 70s, and they were all rocking out the Judas Priest. It was one of the coolest moments I've ever experienced. I got to admit that I never really thought too hard about how talented and what a great singer you have to be to do heavy metal and yeah. be melodic. Yeah. But you can scream at the top of your lungs, but to be able to hold it, Carry a tune, mm-hmm. have a nice texture to your voice, yes, and do that night after night on tour. It's when, a gift. When they were doing "Breaking the Law," like everyone in the audience had their hands up, they had the devil, the devil thing out, and they were shaking their ah, "Breaking yeah. the Law," "Breaking the Law." It was amazing, it, and just just to be there, the electricity in the room was so crazy. Hip hop pioneer Sylvia Robinson was next to be inducted via a video presentation. By the way, I didn't know it at the time, but she's the one that wrote um, Sugar Hill Delights uh, or Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. You're kidding! And she started the label, and she was the she was the kingpin of the entire movement with Sugar Hill Gang. That's so crazy! I know. I was watching the video, going, "What?" Like she wrote all these amazing songs. My one of my favorites is Sarah Barry Ellis. 
And she followed that by inducting the one and only Carly Simon. Sadly, Carly was not at the show as she recently lost both her sisters to cancer just a day apart. I saw that. That's so sad. Yeah, it was really, really sad. Sarah stepped up to honor Ms. Simon singing the Bond theme, Nobody Does It Better. And then Olivia Rodrigo took the stage to perform You're So Vain. What a good song for her. I know. And here's something I didn't know until the next night or the next day. Alanis Morissette was at rehearsal on Friday to sing You're So Vain with Olivia Rodrigo. And then the morning of the show, she like went to Instagram or Twitter, Alanis did, and was like, oh, uh, you know, women are marginalized. And and she just started trashing like how women have been treated in the, in the music industry and so didn't show up. She just didn't show up for the performance. And so Olivia, and let me tell you something, thank goodness, because Olivia killed it. She took the whole song and just made it her own. And it was, I mean, to see first Sarah and then Olivia do Carly Simon songs, again, just magic moments, one after another. That's crappy. I hate that story. I do, too. I hated it because I, I, I don't dislike Alanis, but she's so angry. John Mellencamp was next to induct entertainment lawyer Alan Grubman. Grubman? Grubman, Grubman yeah. John was verbally colorful, telling funny stories of Grubman, who we learned was a lawyer and great friend to the likes of Bruce Springsteen, U2, Sting, John Mellencamp, Madonna, Lionel Richie, Elton John, and Lady Gaga. I mean, what, what a group. <laughs> John gave a heartfelt induction that had Grubman, Grubman crying in a seat. The love was felt by everyone in the house. John ended his induction speech telling the audience that Grubman is Jewish and how amazing he is. Mellencamp basically blasted Kanye without using Ye's name and standing with the Jewish community, both in and out of the music industry. Grubman's acceptance speech was equally as colorful and humorous. The man loves the F word. <laughs> I got to tell you, going back to the whole thing with the, with the you know, the, talking about the Jewish community. Anti-Semitism. Yeah, Mellencamp was, you know, he's very, he uses the F bomb a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of other words as well. Um, and I was just sitting there thinking, this is a really great moment because, Remember when that whole thing first started with Kanye? A few weeks went by before there was any repercussions. And I was really glad in this moment, in this room full of all these people, that Mellencamp was bold enough to stand up and say, that was wrong and this is why. Here's an example of an amazing man who has you know, shaped all these careers and it's the reason we all still have money, basically, is because this guy was in our corner. And I just thought that was a really cool moment. Harry Belafonte was next to be inducted in a video presentation. My God, this is killing me knowing, seeing all these people. Like all my, ba- oh my gosh. I know, I know, Lenny, I know. you know what's next. Yes. Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> stepped up. Oh my, like, I love Lenny Kravitz. Let me tell you something. When he walked on the stage. Oh my gosh, my heart would be like dying. I'm not kidding. The applause went on for maybe like four minutes. I mean, it was nuts. It was he's, nuts. He wasn't even getting an award. He's perfection. Lenny Kravitz stepped up to the podium to induct Lionel Richie. Lionel performed song, songs like. Easy like Sunday mornings. Joined for a guitar solo by Dave Grohl. Okay, oh yeah. my God. I know. So listen to this. So he's sitting, oh there on the, he's sitting there on the piano. Here's Lionel. I'm easy like Sunday morning. And then the guitar solo part comes up. He stands up and walks in front of the, the piano. And all of a sudden standing there, <gasps> almost like he's been like, you know, like Star trek in, Dave Grohl. Yeah, it was again the crowd just went crazy. I'm losing my mind right now. I'm so jealous. 
<laughs> Lionel closed with All Night Long, bringing everyone to their feet for a sing-along. It was epic. I'm glad that they, I can actually stream and watch some of these performances. Yeah, so. absolutely. Your rhythmics were next to be inducted by U2 guitarist The Edge. Annie Lennox took the stage wearing all black with a bejeweled Sugar Skull t-shirt. And Dave Stewart was also in all black from hat to toes. Their performance was electric, opening with my all-time favorite Eurythmic song, Missionary Man. They sound amazing. Wish they would tour again. Let me tell you something. They both had these jackets on that looked like almost like alligator skin. It had that like that groove in it. They were the exact same material, but hers was very femininely cut, and his was like a rock and roll jacket. They looked so good and sounded so good. And even though Duran Duran's my favorite band, I might say that maybe this was the best performance of the night. They sounded like they've been touring nonstop, and they haven't played in 20 years together. Did she, did she still have the tight, short hair cut? Tight, short hair. Uh-huh. And let me tell you something. When they got up to accept their award, they were both so gracious and thankful. It brought me to tears. It was amazing. Mm. And I hope that this inspires them to get back on tour. Next, Dr. Dre inducting Eminem. I mean, come on. After Dre's speech about his and Eminem's friendship and careers, M took the stage for yet another amazing performance, including guest appearances from Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler and Ed Sheeran. Okay, let me stop you right there. Okay, what was that? Right? So, So Eminem's going back and forth on the stage like he does, kind of prowling back and forth, and he gets to the left side of the stage. And all of a sudden on the right side, we see this figure walking on, and he's carrying a mic stand with all these handkerchiefs hanging on it. I'm like, what the heck? That's Steven Tyler. Steven walks out to the middle of the stage. You know, he'd uh, Ed Sam, or um, Eminem sampled him on that Dream On song. Right. So he just starts wailing. You know, he just starts wailing this song. The place is going crazy. That goes on for about 90 seconds or two minutes. It song ends. You know, Eminem's like, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Tyler. Steve walks off the stage, and then the lights come back on, and Ed Sheeran's standing there. And I've never seen Ed live, and I'm a huge fan. And I was like, what the hell? So Ed, you know, the, I forgot the song that Ed did with, with Eminem, but they went into that song. And it was just like, huh, it was exhausting, but so much fun. The last induction of the night belonged to new rock goddess Dolly Parton. Pink took the stage for the induction, filled with love for the country music legend. In her acceptance speech, Dolly told the now famous story of why she didn't understand why she had been nominated, even asking the Hall of Fame to remove her from the ballot. But it was too late because the ballots were out and voting begun. Dolly said she started researching the Hall of Fame and came to understand the institution and how the Hall of Fame honored musicians from all genres who have made impacting marks on the industry and in the world. Dolly had the place laughing, explaining that she felt like she needed to have a rock album to honor the Hall and is currently working on one and had written her first rock song to debut at the ceremony. Yes. Dolly excused herself for a costume change. And while she did, Pink and Brandy Carlisle stepped up to perform Coat of Many Colors, uh-huh. followed by Sheryl Crow and Zach Brown singing Nine to Five. Dolly came back out in skin tight, black leather, and legit sang a fun new rock song about growing up with Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and how rock was in her soul. It brought the house down. Then she topped that, inviting all of the class of 2022 inductees to join her for Jolene, giving the verses to individual inductees, including Simon LeBon, and Dolly joined in for the choruses. It was magic. The night ended by a Jerry Lee Lewis tribute performed by the boss, Springsteen, by the boss, Bruce Springsteen, right. and John Mellencamp. Wow. First of all, 
A plus plus on this report you wrote. Thank it you. Is so good. I was so taking really good. Here's what I decided after Duran Duran got inducted because they were first. I decided I'm not taking any pictures tonight. I'm not shooting any video. I wanted to be in the moment, but I was taking notes on my phone, like these little moments that I thought when I get to the hotel, am I going to remember that happened? Am I going to remember that happened? And I had them all obviously in chronological order. I was taking notes on my phone, so I cut and paste that into a Facebook um, post, and then just kind of filled in the lines around it and. As we mentioned before, it's one of those bucket list things for me. I've always wanted to go to one. I never thought back in the 80s when I was a Duran Duran fan that I'd be going to their induction. It was an, it was an amazing night. I'm so happy and just so excited that I got to go. I'm excited for you. What were some of your favorite like moments that you got to read about? Oh, gosh. The surprises of the people on stage because we're not talking about just a handful of like people I like. We're talking about some of my absolute very, very, very favorites. Anything Marvel. So Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. would have made me... Plots. And you knew he was a Duran fan, right? Oh, no. I had no idea. So, I don't know if you remember, but um, Tony Stark wore a Rio shirt nope. in one I of the movies. Know. And then a couple movies later, um, the Hulk had no clothes. So, Robert, like, threw him a shirt, and it was the same shirt he had wore. So, there's pictures all over of both Tony Stark and Bruce Banner wearing Rio, Rio shirts. But, yeah, Robert's been a fan for decades. Decades. And then Sarah Bareilles. I yeah. love her. And who else? Dave Grohl. I mean, Foo Fighters. The I, best. I know. Gosh. And Lenny Kravitz. And Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. And, and just the whole night sounds incredible. What about um, um, star watching? Did you, could you see other people in the audience that you recognized? No. Or were you kind of in the. So we were, we were in the balcony. We were course, pretty far yeah. way up. They were showing a lot of the, um, of the inductees and their family in the front row at tables where they were eating or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so um, everything. Oh yeah. You know, there were a couple of people. Sometimes you would see in the background, like, Oh, that's so-and-so that's so-and-so. Um, it was just a great night. If you missed it, it's going to be on, on November 19th on HBO and HBO Max. Like I said earlier, it was a six-hour show. I don't know how much they're going to edit or how, how, how short they're going to get it. It's too bad because watching the entire thing was yeah. insane. Well, like, for example, I could see them taking things out like um, the lawyer and things like that. Possibly. But they shouldn't because, they shouldn't. Yeah. you know, there's a whole business that goes into the music business. Mm -hmm. It is a business after all. It's funny, him, the lawyer, and also Eminem both said, now that I'm in, I'm going to advocate for other, you know, a lawyer or hip-hop artist, respectively, because mm -hmm. they need to be represented in this business. It's not just about the artist. It's about, you know, other genres and, and even, like, behind the scenes, which was really, really cool. So, yeah, it was such a great moment. I'm, I actually think I'm going to try to go to them every year from now on. It's funny you said that because I was explaining to somebody that you had been there, and I said um, that you had gone, and he assumed it was a radio perk. Oh, and I no. said, oh, no, 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 no. He... Went online the minute that they went on sale. It took us four hours because it sold out so quickly. We had to buy resales. Of course. And so it took us four hours. Me and my best friend, he was on his computer and phone at home, and I was on my computer and phone here. We were on, on four different devices trying to buy tickets. Um, we finally got them, and, yeah, it was, it was worth it. It was well worth it. Uh, it was an insane, insane moment. Thank you for sharing it in such detail. Thank you for reading it back. I really, because um, because when I posted it, a lot of people were like, oh my God, that was written so well. But I couldn't hear it because yeah. every time I read it, I was just reading it as me. No, it was, so a, it was a great I kind of wanted to hear it back. I feel like, I feel, I feel like you've outdone yourself. I really do. I'm, I. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm standing up. Maybe I'd be a better writer than a radio host. I can't imagine you doing any, <laughs> doing anything better than you do this. I'm so happy for you. I think, you know what? I think everybody was so happy for you to have this opportunity because 
um, the whole thing with Ibiza where you didn't, you had your uh, tickets to go see them in Ibiza and then the passport thing. So this is. But you know what's funny about that? Someone mentioned this to me a couple of days ago. Oh, it sucks you missed Ibiza. But I said, if I went, had gone to Ibiza, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford to go. I saw them a few months ago in Chicago. And then this whole experience was pretty costly. You know, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford this. So I, I don't know, some divine intervention got me in that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And I'm completely happy with that. Super stoked for you. Thank you guys for listening to the show. After the show, as promised, let's toss a couple of Battle of the Sexes episodes your way. This is the Battle of the Sexes. Here are the rules, because without rules, we'd have... Each contestant will have five seconds to answer the question. Don't repeat any part of the question and don't get help from anyone. Now, go to your corners and come out fighting. Thursday morning Battle of the Sex is brought to you by Trivia Nation, Florida's largest trivia and entertainment provider. Get out there, grab some drinks, get your think on, and play for some house cash. Find a show near you at TriviaNation.com. Please welcome our returning champion from Middleburg, it's Sierra. And an old friend of ours is back. We love having him on. Old Mill is going to be taking Sierra on today at Old Mill just for playing today. You got a pair of tickets to see Blake Shelton at the arena. All right, guys, today is Sesame Street Day. So we're going to do a Sesame Street 101 quiz. First question goes to our returning champion, Sierra. This eight-foot-two character lives in a nest behind 123 Sesame Street. Uh, Big Bird. Big Bird is right. One for you. Old Mill, which Sesame Street character is known for his song, It Ain't Easy Being Green? That would be uh, uh, Kermit. Kermit the Frog is right. One to one. All right, Sierra, which Sesame Street character is obsessed with calling out numbers? Elmo? No, no, we're looking for the count. One, two, three. Elmo, oh, no. name the cantankerous green monster that lives in a trash can on Sesame. Oscar. Yes, Oscar. <laughs> Oscar is right. All right. Sierra, you got to tie it up with this one. Sierra, which Sesame Street character was known as America's favorite game show host? Um, oh, too much time, Sierra. I looking for, I'm Guy Smiley. All right, with a score of two to one, Old Mill, you're back tomorrow as our Battle of the Sexes champ. Men, 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 men. It's great to be on a ship with men and sail across the sea. Oh, we don't know where we'll land or when, but it's great to be with men. It's great to be with men. Because men can sweat and men can stink and no one seems to care. Oh, we'll throw the dishes in the sink and clog the drain with hair. Oh, clog the drain with hair. Oh, men, men, men. It's a ship all filled with men, so batten down the ladies' room. There's no one here but men. Ah, 99.9 Gator Country. Gator Country. This is the Battle of the Sexes. Here are the rules, because without rules, we'd have... Each contestant will have five seconds to answer the question. Don't repeat any part of the question, and don't get help from anyone. Now, 
go to your corners, and come out fighting. Wednesday morning, Battle of the Sexes. Oh, brought to you by Trivia Nation. That's where Eden will be tonight. I'll be hosting the Trivia Nation games over at Julep in Palm Valley, but check TriviaNation.com to find a show near you. And since we have two new, new players, let's introduce ladies first. Okay, Sierra is with us. She is from Middleburg. And here to take Sierra on from Mandarin, it's Jordan. And guys, both of you just for playing today, you got a pair of tickets to see Blake Shelton's Back to the Honky Tonk Tour with, gosh, Carly Pierce and Jackson Dean. That is going to be an amazing show. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, today we're doing a Trivia Nation-inspired quiz. These are multiple choices for you both. First question will go to our, our, to our female champion, Sierra. Modelo beer was created in Greece or Mexico? Mexico. Yes. Wow, nice one for you. All right, Jordan. Heineken beer originated in which of these two countries? Was it Russia or the Netherlands? Netherlands. Yes. All right, one to one. All right, Sierra. The Cleveland Indians are now called the Guardians or the Gladiators? The Gladiators? No. no, we're looking for the Guardians on that one. That's a break for you, Jordan. Jordan, which of these teams has never been to or hosted a Super Bowl? Is it Cleveland or Detroit? Detroit. No, Cleveland. Ooh, all right, a break. No, no, no harm, no foul there. Sierra, a lack of vitamin D causes rickets or scurvy? Rickets? Yes. Yeah. All right, two to one, Jordan. You have to get this one right to stay in the game. Jordan, what is the longest and strongest bone in the human body? Is it the femur or the ulna? Femur. Yes, it is. We've got a tie score. Okay, the two of you, the first to shout out the answer wins. You will not hear each other, but we will hear you both. Here's your question. This red-headed comic strip character resides in Riverdale. Okay, uh, do we have a second tiebreaker? We do. That is Archie, like Archie Andrews in Riverdale. Okay, you two. Which country gifted us the Statue of Liberty? France. Yes, ma'am. Oh, nice work, Sierra. You're coming back tomorrow for your day number two. Awesome. Girls, girls, girls.